Welcome in to the Bear Down Podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdal. You can listen to our show weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we bring to you the Bear Down Podcast. We owe the people a podcast for this week, Abdal. We were out golfing yesterday. So here you go, a Wednesday edition of the Bear Down Podcast. Well, and like we could have recorded something on Monday, but the Bears have mandatory mini camps, and that would have been dated. So now there is uh, there are two mandatory mini camp practices in the books. They will practice again tomorrow on Thursday, and that will wrap up the uh, basically the off season training program until they get to training camp in about a month. Here we're about a month away from training camp. Everybody will kind of go their separate ways. And they'll all reconvene now that it's not in Bourbon A anymore. We all know that it's back at uh, at Hallis Hall, so they'll do all that, and we'll have training camp in about a month. But yeah, this is like the last, you know, yesterday and today and tomorrow are kind of like the the last few times you're going to get to look at offensive linemen, you're going to get a look at defensive backs, you know, working with the offense with Justin Fields until training camp, and then you know sooner than you think the the season will be here. So we'll hear from Justin Fields, who spoke on Tuesday. Uh, we'll also hear from Matt Eberflus, who spoke on Wednesday. And the number one story, though, I think as we head into the mini camp this week, is the uh, storyline of Robert Quinn, who's not there. Unexcused absence, Robert Quinn not there. Uh, rumors swirling that the Bears and Quinn want to trade, and, and that would be the best idea uh, for the defensive end going forward. Brad Biggs in the Chicago Tribune uh, had the information that maybe uh, the best solution to this would be moving uh, Robert Quinn on to to a different team, to a contender, and that Quinn uh, just isn't necessarily in the Bears' plans, which isn't necessarily new to any of us. We would kind of assume, based on the way that this team was structured in this offseason and this rebuild with Ryan Poles and this new front office, that this is pr- the likely outcome to take place with Robert Quinn. Yeah, I mean, it's most likely that he's not going to be on the Bears' By the trading trade deadline, I would say. I don't know if this gets resolved by the time they, you know, get to training camp or by the time the season starts. But what we know is that this is not like a money issue. He's making a ton of money and he doesn't want more money. This is a competitive issue, right? This is an issue where Robert Quinn wants to compete on a team and try to win a championship because he's 32. He's probably only got a few years left on his NFL body before he has to, uh, you know, retire. So he probably wants to go to a contender. And it's more likely, obviously, we know injuries happen all the time. So teams might not be willing to give the Bears what they want for Robert Quinn now, but things change. Someone could get injured in training camp. Someone could get injured during the season before the trade deadline. And then Robert Quinn becomes more valuable to a team who needs to replace an injured player or a team that thinks that they're a pass rusher away from winning a championship. So uh, that that's, I think, the, the biggest storyline to take away from what the mm-hmm. first two days of minicamp. It seems like uh, things are going well. Uh, some suggested that Fields wasn't great on Tuesday, uh, much better on Wednesday. And we'll hear from Eberflus uh, as we go along here on the podcast. But, you know, it, there, I don't think there's anything like earth shattering to take away outside of the fact that Quinn uh, wasn't there. Uh, so let's get to it. Let's hear from uh, Justin Fields. This is from Tuesday, uh, talking about the relationship he has with Darnell Mooney, the number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, he he honestly, you know, makes me want to uh, want to do more. Uh, you know, just seeing, you know, how much he works, uh, how hard he works. Uh, it just, you know, it's 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 a it's kind of contagious. So, um, really, just you know, getting more guys around us. You know, 
uh, letting them see how hard we work. I think, you know, just them seeing that will just make them want to work. So um, it's definitely been good. Now, an answer like that from Justin Fields, didn't we about a month ago have a story from Dan Pompey suggesting because, uh, who was it? Khalil Herbert won the pick, pick, the um, mm-hmm. Brian Piccolo Award mm-hmm. that perhaps Justin Fields is not a good leader. If he wasn't the rookie that was voted for the Piccolo Award, that perhaps this guy is not leader material. Well, you heard it right there. Justin Fields and Darnell Moody working hard this offseason, trying to set an example for the others. Not only that, they're tricking each other. They're playing pranks. Did you Are see they? this yesterday? No, what did they so do? So yesterday, uh, also... Uh, I believe whether it was Dar- I believe it was Darnell Mooney who told the story that him and Justin Fields are trying to outwork each other to see who can stay in the building the longest. In fact, Mooney went and said he was going to get like uh, some work done with a trainer, but really he went back into the weight room. So Justin thought that he was done for the day, and then when Fields left, he went back to go work out more. They're trying. They're playing this these like little pranks and little little. This is this is stuff. This is stuff. Chris, that if uh, a couple quarterbacks ago were still here, then uh, we'd we'd be we'd be gushing over this guy. What do you mean, a couple of quarterbacks? Like if ago. Trubisky was here, was doing that. If Trubisky was staying in the locker room later than everybody else, that would be it'd be oh look at this look at this work ethic, look at this guy, look at how great he is. But the second there's a bad story about Fields, oh he doesn't win the Piccolo Award, we're supposed to be like oh well he's a bad guy, he's a bad leader. For me, you you no, think no, no, I, no. Would, I would? I didn't gush? say that. I didn't oh, say you. I didn't uh, say are you. Are we doing? Are we doing? Uh, that? Is this uh, back no, to back saying, podcast? No, where no, you're no. Go after someone? No, no, no. I'm not going after anybody. I'm just saying. Remember, <laughs> Who are you going no, after? remember the locker room stories of how he keeps a clean locker room, and Matt Nagy loved that from him, and he was like, "Oh, this is so great. He's cleaning up That's after all everybody." Stupid. That's my point. Is like dumb. all these guys are just all these guys are just you know working guys. Like this is what they do. They just outwork people. And Fields has a has a reputation of being a hard worker. So I, I'm going back to the reading into the he's not the uh, uh, a leader by the Brian Piccolo thing and, and one-upping that story with another story and saying, look at this guy playing pranks with his wide receivers trying to outwork each other. I think you're talking about someone specific. I'm not. I'm saying that I remember the stories about how great of a work ethic mm-hmm. that Trubisky had. And the narrative was that this guy... First in, last out, cleans up after everybody, and we get one bad, one maybe bad Justin Fields story, and it's like, okay, well, this guy's out. Here's Justin Fields on Tuesday talking about getting better this offseason. I mean, I think, you know, for me, it's just not making the same the same mistake twice. So if you make that one mistake on a play, just don't do it again. And, you know, if you, you know, ultimately keep getting better, keep growing, um, you know, we'll, it'll, be, it'll be less mistakes each and every day. And, of course, you'll be right where, right where you want to be. So As we sit here and we listen to Justin Fields, uh, one of the items that kind of went viral yesterday was the clickbaity response when asked about being ready for this season, the start of the season. Now, like, a, a wide picture context to this is why would your young quarterback and your young offense in his first, like, go mm-hmm. be ready on June the 15th, no, I don't, June the 14th, I don't right? expect them to be ready. Well, but, but you saw yesterday there were people uh, taking the quote of Fields saying that they're not ready and trying to turn that into a negative. Uh, here, here's the response. Uh, no. <laughs> not ready for the season to start. Um, you know, I'm the type of guy to, you know, like to know that I'm prepared. So um, right now I'm just being honest. We're, we're not ready to play a game right now. So, um, 
but and when that time comes, we will be ready. So right now, no, I'm not ready to play. So there you go, Justin. Do you think Fields. any team in the NFL is ready to play a game right now? If you Pro- suited up today, probably not. Like I would think that maybe Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are probably ready to play games. I bet you Brady would say different. Uh, he might actually. He he'd might. Say, he'd say they need more time. They need more work. He I might. guarantee you. That, that's the way Brady acts. And that's the thing is like, who expects them to be ready? It's an entirely new offense. There's a bunch of new players. They're still figuring out the offensive line. Talk. Look, if they if they come out, if, if someone re asks the question as a joke, right, the week before the season starts, be like, so you know, in uh, on on June fourteenth, you said that you weren't ready. Are you guys ready now? And he says, no. Okay, <laughs> then it's a problem. But as of right, like, no, of course they're not ready yet. It's it's mandatory minicamp. All right, top top three people who will ask that question. Oh, like as a joke or in, in, ser- in seriousness? Either or. You have to rank them. I would name say names. name uh, names. I've got number one. I have a hands down number one. I know who will ask it. Um, he's a bit of a jokester. He's a bit of a jokester. I love it. He's a bit of a jokester. My number one would be Mark Potash. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Potash would ask it. Yeah, Potash would ask it. I think Weeder would ask it. Weeder would ask it. And I, I think th- Courtney would ask it. Courtney, Courtney is great at bringing something someone said previously yeah. back yes. and getting them to like yeah. nail down an answer. I think, I think Hogue would, get- would do it, too. Adam Hogue might do it, too. He's a little bit. Of, he's a jokester. But but you you know it, it's it Potash. Potash yeah. is the one. Yeah, he's Potash wrote that at the top of the pad. He wrote, he's like remember, for week one of the season, that on June fourteenth, Fields jokingly said they weren't ready. Which he I mean he's not joking. They're not ready. But like he'll probably make a joke of it. The first week of September, second week of September. Justin Fields talked about the uh, potential he sees in the offense that they're installing. Of course, you know just. You know, with the concepts we, we have, with the uh, you know players we have, I mean, I think everybody's catching on pretty quick. And like I said, they're throwing a lot at us right now. So um, as long as we can, you know, manage to, you know, do everything right or do most of everything right and not make the same mistake again, um, I think we'll be just fine when that when that time comes around. And that's the key, right, for this offense. Don't trip up, do the same thing multiple times in a row. Yeah, I want to see them get the basics down that they couldn't get under Matt Nagy, right? Getting the call in, calling it in the huddle, breaking the huddle, and successfully at least attempting the play, right? And not having the line breakdown and not having, you know, if the plan is to have fields roll out, then he rolls out. If, if the plan is to have him run, then the plan is to run, right? I don't want to see breakdown in communication the way we got with Matt Nagy, right? That should be the next like, he, he played NFL game. People will say, yeah. oh, well, that last year didn't count. No, it counts. He played in NFL games. Did Justin Fields play in NFL games last year, Chris? Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. then it counts. He understands the speed of the game. I don't care who the coaching staff was. He was a quarterback during an NFL season. The speed of the game is going to come to him, and that's all a part of the rhythm, the rhythm of, okay, we just finished this play. Everybody get up. Play comes in. Call the play. Next play. All right, we're going no huddle here. Get up to the line, listen to me, I call the play, we execute the play. Like, there, there's a rhythm, there's a flow, and that's what you want to see. And the same goes with the coaching staff, right? For all we, what we thought Matt Nagy was doing was just randomly picking plays off his play sheet. You want to see a flow, you want to see a rhythm to the play calling, and hopefully that's something that we get and that Justin Fields can learn from and can also implement in the game plan. We have a new uh, offensive coordinator. His name is Luke Getze. He comes uh, from us uh, to the from the Green Bay Packers to the Chicago Bears. 
Uh, Justin Fields talked about the relationship and working with Getsy to this point. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a smart coach, of course, and you know, he just he's he's cool as the as other side of the pillow. I mean, he's a he's a cool guy off the field. Um, you can you can talk to him whenever, and um, I mean, he's he's just awesome. He's he's always uh, willing to you know make videos for us and make everything. Uh, for everybody on the offense way easier, whether it's, you know, making, uh, I guess, install videos for us, for us to go look at home. So he's always doing, um, you know, going, going the extra mile to make sure everybody else is good for the next day. But, um, you know, I, I, I love him, and um, he's a definitely a great guy. Ooh, drop the L word. Wow, early. They're not in like. Is this, is this the earliest uh, someone's ever used drop the L? The L bomb? The L bomb? The old... I mean, the old, we're in a relationship. The here comes the L, the big L. Well, think about it. I mean, wow. he just he just had a pretty bad breakup. It's early, man. Right? Like that was a bad relationship. Jeez. And now you're in a good relationship where the guy's catering to you. The guy's saying, "Hey, what do, what do you need? What do you need for what can I do think to make the, you a better quarterback?" You're in that situation and and all the extra dates that you're willing to go on. Oh man, you're scheduling these things a few weeks in advance. You're missing you're, sporting events. Oh, doesn't matter. No, the games. No, don't worry about the game. You and I are hanging out today. Don't worry about the game. Don't you have to do stuff with your friends? No, it's good. No, 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 no. No, we're good. You want to golf? No, I don't need to. No, I don't, I don't need I'll to golf. T- no, t- today it's me and you. Today the phone's in the pocket. It's me and you. Wow. Drop the L word. All right, Justin. <laughs> Justin Fields. There you go. Good. I mean, it. it's not. What is he going to say? Nah, he sucks. No, I know. It's funny. <laughs> this I'm, ain't for me, Chief. I'm, like, what's he going to say? It's just funny. It's, that's all it is. That's, uh, we talked about this on the last one. Nothing bad is going to come. Like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to hear the, oh, Fields had a bad day. And then, oh, Fields had a good day. And, oh, Fields had a bad day. And, oh, Fields had... Like, that's the only thing that can come of this is, an, a, a, God forbid, an injury. Or you have the, well, Fields had a bad day, but then he had a good day the next day because he learned from the mistakes he made the day before. I didn't really hear that he had a bad day. I heard from people who heard that he had a bad day. So I don't know if I really trust that on day one. I saw the tweets from the scribes that are out there yesterday yeah. that he, that the deep, here's, no, 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 here's what happened, Chris. Here's yeah. what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what I read. I feel like there's you, a lot of, uh, you see what you want to see. to judgment that you takes place. You read what you want to read. I will translate it for you. Sure. Yeah. I read the tweets yesterday. Uh-huh. Yesterday, the defense had a good day. Okay. Today, the offense had a good day. All right. Tomorrow, uh, special teams. So Matt Eberflus spoke today, Wednesday. Uh, here's Eberflus on kind of what we were just talking about. Uh, the offense had a better day today. Here you go. Here's your head coach, Matt Eberflus. We had situationally, I thought we did some good things today. You know, we had another move the ball where we just put the ball down, and I thought that was a lot better, uh, a be- better execution that way. And we did uh, yesterday was two minute uh, into half. This was two minute into game. Uh, today, so we executed. I thought offense made some nice chunk plays, uh, not only in that period but also in the course of the whole day. Um, you know, much better accuracy today, and I thought it was uh, was on point in terms of the operation of that as well. So there you go, Abdal. You notice you notice a, a theme from what we've heard from Matt Eberflus the last few times. He sounds like a real head coach. No, well that, but also. He's putting an emphasis on these chunk plays. Yeah, chunk. Have you noticed that? Yeah, chunk, man. Well, but think about it. When you watch good offenses, when you watch chunk, the Chiefs, chunk plays. when you watch the Chargers, when you watch these these teams that are in the Bengals that are just getting like 15 yards, 12 yards, those are chunk plays. That's what I want to see. Like those teams just look like the offense is flowing. They know they're getting guys open in space. That I I am glad that this is be, that the theme that I'm hearing 
from Matt Eberflus when it comes to the offense is chunk plays. Because I this this three yards, three yards, three yards is BS. It's garbage. It's garbage. Okay. No, come on, it is. That's what we've seen. Who's, who's saying this three yards, this three yards, this three yards? That's what we saw last year, the last couple of years. Oh, no, it was like minus two. It well, was like a quarterback sack. It was incomplition. I mean. Well, you know what I mean, though. All right, in the running back room. So right now, the Bears have David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. We know that both of those guys will uh, will contribute. Derriton uh, Evans. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. He's on the roster. The running back. And then Tristan Ebner. Also in running back. Ebner is a uh, rookie from Baylor. And Eberflus talked about today. He's making catches out of the backfield. He's playing well. Yeah, what we saw on tape, you know, in college, you know, just an explosive athlete that can run the whole route tree, as you saw today, um, on that great catch he made. And and uh, he's been really learning a, a lot. Uh, he's, a, he's a mature young man, and we like where he is um, in terms of learning the offense and what kind of man he is. So we're, we're excited about where he is right now. So perhaps Herbert and Ebner maybe mixed in with Montgomery. Yeah, the Bears don't have great wide receivers, They've got great running backs, it seems. Like, this is going to be their, their best skill position uh, on the offense will be the running back position. Well, you also have to look to the future, right? Like, what, what are the Bears going to do with Montgomery after this season? Let him walk, most likely. We know that paying running backs is not the best way to build a team. So if, if it becomes Montgomery, Herbert, and Ebner, then maybe next year it's Herbert, and at, like you see, like well, you it, just move the next guy up and the next guy up and the next guy up. Because, that's certainly possible, but running backs get injured. You're gonna yeah, need of three to four guys to get through a season. Of course. So, like in the here and now, that's good that a rookie is making those chunks splash plays. Well, especially now. if he's, if he can catch too, and you can use him in you know uh, out of the backfield that way, and use him as a change of pace type of back, and maybe do some some catches with him too. Like, that's good for everybody. All right. I, I thought this was interesting for me, Rufloos. Um, Think back to the previous coach, all right, Matt Nagy. And, and when you hear this answer, think back to all the nonsense he used to spew. Hmm. And here's an answer from Eberflus that I thought was a good answer on whether or not he's settling in as a head coach. First time around, first mini camp in the offseason, are you settling in as a head coach? Um, yeah, I just think you take it one thing at a time. And, you know, and, and uh, one of my mentors told me you always look around the corner. Don't just look right to what's right in front of you. So I always look uh, beyond. You know, I just put the schedule out all the way through the Super Bowl. So we have uh, the in-season schedule all squared away and then back that all the way up uh, into, into training camp. That's all squared away. We got all the faces ready to go uh, through Kansas City game. And then we'll reassess from there. Um, so those will be, uh, you know, and I know that we're going to be pushing those out next week for the training camp schedule for the media. So we'll be squared away. You guys will know the exact days and times and all that, all that stuff. So uh, we're excited about that. And uh, that's been a process. You know, we've been doing that all the way through January leading up to OTAs, you know, into the mini camp, you know, and now leading up into training camp. So um, it's exciting collaborating with the, uh, with the coordinators. You know, so the coordinators, I have a lot of coordinators meetings uh, where we'll sit and meet and talk about practice, how we want to do things and the operation of that. Um, and then sometimes we'll have full staff meetings. Uh, those are less frequent. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. I've, I've been excited about it. What for you has been the most energetic, energizing part of being the guy in control and really kind of having the final say so in a lot of things? Well, I, I think I think when a person, uh, I think you have to be ready for this position. And, and I think you have to listen. Uh, that's one of the one of the traits I think as a leader that you have to have because if you shut people down uh, in the leadership position, you you're missing all the good ideas, 
and I want it to be open conversation where people can talk, and then we'll make a decision at the end of the day uh, what's best for the Bears. It's not the first time I've said this on this podcast, but it sounds like he is a man who is comfortable in his position. Uh, even mm-hmm. though he's a first-time head coach, it's not his first time around the block. Mm-hmm. He knows what he wants. He knows how to implement it. And he's willing to listen to others. It sounds completely different than the way uh, Matt Nagy used to talk about preparing and getting ready uh, for a football season. I, I find it refreshing. So they've got the whole schedule planned out. So uh, the end of the season, January 8th versus the Vikings, then exit interviews, then Cabo, right? That's what the schedule says that he's going to be pushing out? Yeah, they're probably not a playoff team. So, yeah, get okay. your vacations your, get vacation your vacation days away. Uh, set. Log on to Apple Vacations, start for, scheduling those all-inclusives yeah. and whatnot. Some, uh, for, for some reason, I, I, I don't think NFL players need Apple Vacations <laughs> to book a trip. To, some, some of the, the rookies might. To, to Mexico. The rookies might. Uh, I mean, he, like, don't you feel like he's someone who's like no nonsense and he kind of just, yeah, matter of fact, here's, here's, the, here's the thought process behind things. He gives real answers. I'm interested to see what his in-season press conferences are going to be like, right? We always talked about how Matt Nagy always just gave you a lot and it was nothing. Like, it was just a lot of words and didn't really mean anything. And, you know, Much you've like got... our show. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, obviously. Weeknight <laughs> 6 to 8. Um, and so you've got that, or you've got the, like, where does he... Is he like Nagy? Is he going to be... Bel- like, the two sides of the spectrum are Nagy and Belichick, right? Like, is he going to be like a... Yeah, we're... Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work. No, yep. I think I think he's going to. Or is fall. he going to be like right in the middle? He's going to fall in the the Rivera area. I feel yeah, so that's like a Ron great Ra- example. Ron gives that is a great real example. Real answers, yeah, but he doesn't necessarily tell you the intel you need mm-hmm. as far as like giving away secrets. Yeah, it's a needs and no basis. Uh, but he gives you real answers. Look, he's not going to be a dick about it, but he's going to give you answers that will not give away anything, but also be. You know, not looked at as like a curmudgeon like Belichick is. Right. Uh, and I, I also don't think he'll give answers like the uh, Mike McDaniels slash Brandon Staley. I'm a boy genius. Yeah. I know everything in well, the Frank world. Well, Frank Reich is, is, is a guy who is, is kind of like yeah, Rivera Reich, where yeah, he gives yeah, you that yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to talk and I'm going to yeah, give you I'm, information, yeah. but I'm not really going to like... I'm not doing it in a bad way, but I'm also not like super nice and but just going to be, you know. You get what I'm saying. McDaniel yeah. and, and Shanahan and oh, yeah. Stan, Stan, Staley, they're all yeah. like, they're nerds. Here's these super, no, they're nerds. super uh, in depth answers yeah. to show you how much my brain is. I have a galaxy football brain, and here it is in one answer. Yeah. McVeigh. Let me give you a little McVeigh ness. Uh, all right. Eberflus on, uh, he's had success in his career in different spots uh, Dallas, Indianapolis. Tampa, uh, as far as getting young players into the system early and immediately having them have impact on the defensive side of the ball. The question was asked to him, how do you do that? How do you get young players up to speed in systems defensively mm-hmm. to have an immediate impact? Here's Eberflus. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I would say the system. So if you look back at our system from the Buccaneers to the, to the Bears, uh, to the Cowboys, to the Colts, to here, you will find that we have played young players fast and they have played very well. And um, that's what the system does. It's, it's a system where we, we rely on techniques and fundamentals in the coach-player relationship, and that's important to us. And it's a partnership, and we've been able to do that. Uh, and I can, I'm not going to name names, but you can look them up. And it's, uh, 
it's exciting to watch a young guy do that. We're not afraid to do that. We're not afraid to put young guys in there and let them go and let them play. And uh, so we're looking forward to our guys, you know, like a Brisker or, you know, or Gordon or young guys like that stepping up in there and playing. And something about the system that makes it easier to learn? Is it less complicated? Is it just explained better? I mean, what's, what makes it e- so easy to, to, to get into That's it? a great question. I got one word, standards. Oh, oh! Did you hear that? Is that in the hits? Is that in the hits? Standards. Is that the S in hits? No, but that was a football standard. Well, it's it's simple, right? Yeah, it's, he's it's, holding them to standards, Abdallah. If you fit That's players, a great into a question. System, I got one word: standards. It, it's it. Know your role and do your job, right? Know what you're supposed to do and do it. And if everyone does that, I love it. You'll find success. I love it. I love it. And what's good about that too is he's. I like that they're not afraid. To mix young guys, young guys in because the veterans should be tested. That's a right? great question. I got one word: standards. Standards. Look, here's Robert Quinn not being there is it's an opportunity it's for an someone op- else. It's an opportunity for someone else, exactly. And if he comes back at training camp and he plays in training camp and he gets his spot, then by all means, hopefully he's a great player for as long as he is a bear until they trade him, and that's fine. But until then. That's someone's opportunity right there. A couple more from uh, Matt Eberflus on Wednesday. Uh, so Darnell Mooney said his success is tied to Justin Fields' success. So if Fields is su- successful, he'll be successful. Uh, Eberflus was asked about that. Does Fields have a fine line as far as developing in his own right, but also making sure his wide receivers are successful as well? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's both and. I really believe that it's both. I, I believe that when you uh, are working with a receiving core, a tight end core, a running back core in the receiving game, I just feel that it's it's a work that you got to work hand in hand. You got to know it's almost like what each other thinks, you know, because a lot of these things are option routes and reading off of coverage if I'm breaking in, breaking out, and uh, they have to be able to feel that, you know, and they got to know each other really well, and that's why it's time on task. So that's that's where I feel that Justin is with his receivers is just keep on time on task. And you can see him and Mooney start to gel, him and Pringle start to gel, him, him and you know, EQ starting to gel. So it's, it's a process as we go, but uh, we are um, in that process right now. And some days it looks really good. Some days we know we got to get you know, work done. So uh, we're there right now. So. And that's probably the most important storyline outside of the offensive line uh, as we head towards starting camp is – is a relationship between Fields and the wide receiver core because we don't think the the wide receiver core is that talented, uh, especially at the top. Mooney is very good. Outside of that, we have a lot of guys that need to prove before we can say that they're worthy of a two, three, and a four in a wide receiver core. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's going to be, again, it's an opportunity for Donald Mooney to prove himself if he believes he's a number one. I don't think they're going to make a trade in the near future for any of these disgruntled wide receivers. So he's got an opportunity to prove that he is a number one in this league, whether he wants to or not. And then it's opportunities for rookies like Vilas Jones and, you know, a new addition in Byron Pringle. So it's opportunities for everybody. And it's an opportunity for Cole Komet to rewrite what we think he is, right? Because I, I lump him in there too. Yeah. Because he is a weapon that Fields will rely on. And we... All I believe I'm the royal. We, if I'm not speaking for you, please say so. But no, don't speak for me. Okay, then I don't think that Cole Komet has shown anything to warrant where he was drafted or that he is going to be around past his rookie contract. Now he's got an opportunity in a new system to change that. He's been uh, beyond average, yeah, uh, to start his career. So we're looking for more. Uh, we can't not have a mini camp and 
hear from the head coach mm-hmm. and not get an update on Tevin Jenkins and where he's going to play. Uh, this is what Eberflus had to say because the offensive line is important. So Tevin's right now at the right tackle, and that's what he's focusing on. Um, you know, like, like we said yesterday, there could be switches. You know, after after this segment of the offseason leading into training camp. So we're just taking it day by day. We'll have a big meeting tomorrow um, with Ryan and the staff, with all the coaches, to just reassess the whole roster uh, before uh, the the players and the coaches go on break. Um, That'll be a a real good meeting for us, and uh, we'll we'll see where he is from there. So right tackle for Tevin Jenkins at the moment. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, what other options do they have? Well, I mean, it's it just it's something was, to keep your eye on as, uh, to, as mean, we head into training camp at the end of the summer and and also what they're going to do on the offensive line because uh, they need a lot of help. And I said this. They uh, need players to develop. I said this yesterday. This is the this is now kicker watch is O line watch. No, where are they wrong. playing? Where are they playing? No, every that's day? wrong. Where are they playing every day? That's, that's what ter- people are going to be focused on. Comparison. No, it's not. Kicker kickers do not matter. I understand that, but you, offensive line. That's matters not what I'm saying. To you gotta extreme... before you just dismiss what no, I'm saying. Think think for a little bit about what thinking. I'm saying. You're not. You're yes, not. I am. You're not. The daily update of who is kicking and who is making what field goals is now going to offensive be offensive line is where, notable. Uh, of course it is. But now we're going to be focused on who is playing where, and people are going to overanalyze. Well, they moved this guy here today, and they moved uh, this guy here today, and they moved this the guy here line. today. I get that, but now we're it's on a line watch. I understand that. You're just so quick to dismiss everything. Rightfully so. No, you're the worst. Uh, listen, it's you're not a kicker. You can do this podcast on your own. Wow, all right. Uh, official <laughs> announcement. Hold on. Let me, let me get you You get breaking news? You get breaking news? Oh, no, breaking news. Breaking news. There it is. Did they trade for DK? Is that breaking news? Is that the DK sounder? It's on the... Uh, it's on the scroll underneath PTI as we record this. Adam Abdallah is no longer on the Bear Down podcast. That's not true. I'm just, just saying that if, just you're, resigned if you're from not going to listen to what I'm going to say and I'll comprehend sure. it when I and think about what I'm saying, then sure. I might as well not just be saying anything. I'll make sure that note gets to Danny Zetterman. No, that, I'm just saying. Abdallah is pulling his... his uh, pulling his what? His hat from, oh, the, okay. from the combination no. of the uh, Bear Down podcast. I think you'll do a great job. All right. I'm just saying, if you're not going to well, listen, then what's the point of me talking? Thanks again for listening to the Bear Down Podcast. It's Black and Abdallah. We have a show coming up in an hour and 20 minutes. Maybe, if you'll let me talk. ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Are you going to let me talk during the show? Bear Down Podcast, Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here on the ESPN <laughs> Chicago app. Thanks again, uh, Chris Black. I'll be back by myself. Nope. I'll be here for another. Nope, I'll be here, whether you like it or not. Of the Bear Down what are we Podcast. Doing? What are we talking to? Who are we talking As to? What are we, we doing? We have late breaking news what are we here doing? on the podcast that Adam is, is no my Mikey even still on here is this on the Bear Down Podcast. As he has now been turned off. Can anyone and hear? It, and that's gonna be it uh, for the Bear Down Podcast. Anybody? No longer will he be a part of what we're doing here. Can they hear talking me? Talking Bears football. Stop turning off. As we go through the summer, waiting off. for the NFL season to You keep to turning arrive. it off. For Chris Black, and Adam about Abdallah. myself and, here on the Bear Down and Podcast. And Adam Abdallah. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, will I? <laughs> here on the Bear Down Podcast. I'll be here.